ThriveMarket.com. Healthy living made easy. Guaranteed savings on your favorite organic brands delivered to your door. Healthy groceries shouldn't break the bank. Low price promise. Find a product cheaper elsewhere. Thrive will beat the price. How it works. Build your order. Shop 6,000 plus wholesome products. Curated just for members. Never run out. Get returning deliveries on a schedule personalized to you. You're in control. Easily add or remove items. Skip a delivery or pause anytime. Your new one-stop shop. From organic pantry staples to clean beauty to non-toxic home. Shop by over 70 diets and values. Gluten-free, ketogenic, organic, vegan, thoughtfully sourced seafood. Thrive Market is aligned closely with key industry watchdogs to identify partners who catch sustainable and traceable seafood. For $5 a month for a risk-free trial for 30 days. Fast-free coupon neutral shipping. No carbon net neutral shipping. Free gifts and samples. Every membership gives to someone in need. Better for you and the planet. Ethical and sustainable sourcing. Carbon neutral shipping. Zero waste warehouses. Recyclable compostable packaging. Thrive also gives every annual mentorship. Sponsors a free one for a family in need. Thrive's mission is to help make organic foods more accessible. Caviar.com. Treat yourself to a tasting at home. Introducing Petite Caviar 101. Caviar truffles and more. Providing the world's best caviar for over 30 years. Sustainable caviar, seasonal delights, boutique grocery. Family owned and operated. Proud to supply the highest quality caviar available for over 30 years. 100% sustainable caviar. With Israeli oyster, Belgian oyster, Idaho white sturgeon, Siberian sturgeon, paddlefish, Ikea. National overnight shipping guaranteed. National next day overnight shipping, Tuesday through Saturday. Same day local pickup. Local pickup and curbside for Seattle ready within two hours, Monday through Saturday. Next day local delivery, guaranteed next day local delivery for Seattle, Monday through Friday. Shop. Grocery for such items like Bellwell, Bellwether Farms, Cream Fresh, Betsy's Blink, Gluten-Free Betsy's Blink, Black Truffle Butter, White Truffle Oil, La Brujala, Yellowfin Fina Belly and Olive Oil, Russell's Original Spice Blend, Truffle Salt, Hosting and Wares, Mother of Pearl Caviar Spoon, Mother of Pearl Spoon with Blue Handle, Great Barrier Reef Petite Spoon with Pointed Tip, Round Mother of Pearl Palette, Caviar Presentoir with Old Burling Band, Old Sterling Band, Petite Mother of Pearl Caviar Spoon, St. Hilaire Modern Caviar Presentoir, Fructus Saturn Silver Plated Caviar Cup, Homemade Recipes and More, Mink Potato Rusty with Caviar and cream fresh, deviled quail eggs with caviar, blink with buckwheat. Good morning. Hope you had a good day. Uh, today's true crime story is the death of Kendrick Johnson. On January 11, 2013, the body of Kendrick Johnson, October 10, 1995, to January 10, 2013, was discovered inside a vertical rolled up mat in the gymnasium of Loundus High School in Valdosta in 
the U.S. state of Georgia, where he was a student. A preliminary investigation autopsy concluded that death was accidental. Johnson's family had a private pathologist conduct a second autopsy, which concluded, concluded that Johnson died from blood force trauma. On October 31, 2013, the U.S. Attorney for the Middle District of Georgia announced that his office would open a formal review into Johnson's death. On June 20, 2016, the U.S. DOJ announced that it would not be filing any criminal charges related to Johnson's death. Kenneth Johnson's family filed a $100 million civil lawsuit against 38 individuals. The lawsuit alleged that Johnson's death was a murder and accused the respondents of a conspiracy to cover up the homicide. That lawsuit was subsequently withdrawn. A judge ordered that Johnson's and their attorney to pay more than $292,000 in legal fees to the defendants. The judge in that case accused of Johnson and support of fabricating evidence to support their claims. Death. Initial investigation. Johnson was found head first to the center of a vertical rolled-up wrestling mat in his high school gym. On January 11, 2013, his body was covered by students who had climbed up to the top of a cluster of mats, each of which stood nearly six feet tall and three feet wide. An autopsy by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, GBI, stated that Johnson who had died from positional asphyxia and the case was ruled an accidental death by the Landis County Sheriff's Office. The hypothesis that Johnson had fallen into the mat while looking for a shoot and died after being able to, unable to get out. Three students told the investigators that it was common for some students to store the shoes behind or under the rolled-up mask. Johnson was not wearing shoes when he was found. A student at the school said that he shared a pair of Adidas shoes with Johnson and that after gym class, Johnson would always go to the dance, jump up, and toss the shoes inside the middle of the hole. Lieutenant Stride Jones, who headed up the investigation for the Lowndes County Sheriff's Office, stated, We never had a credible information that indicated this was anything other than an accident. Johnson's family questioned this hypothesis, unsatisfied with the result of the investigation. Johnson's family hired an independent autopsy conducted by William R. Anderson with forensic dimensions in Heathrow, Florida, on June 15th. Anderson claimed that he as far as indicates traces of blood force trauma to the right neck and soft tissues and suggested the death was not accidental. Subsequent events and legal actions after the opinion of the private pathologist was released, Johnson's family stated that they believed Johnson had been murdered. The family retained services of attorney Benjamin Crump on October 31, 2013. The U.S. attorney for the Middle District of Georgia announced that the office would open a formal review into the death of Johnson. Benjamin Crump's application to the Georgia court to practice in Georgia representing Kendrick's experience was not ruled on, and he withdrew from representing the Johnson family and is no longer participating in the case. Johnson's family filed a legal action to open the coroner's inquiry to his death. When the judge in that case delayed a decision pending the outcome of the U.S. District Attorney Review, the family demanded that the governor of Georgia immediately authorize an inquiry instead. The Johnson family, together with the NAACP and other civil rights activists, then held a rally at the state capitol in Atlanta. The governor's office made a statement indicating that they would await the report of the U.S. Attorney. Body the independent autopsy found, among other things, that Johnson's body was stuffed with newspapers. The funeral home that processed the body following the GP, GBI autopsy stated that they never received Johnson's organs from the coroner. Johnson's internal organs were said to have been destroyed through natural process and discarded by the prosecutor before the body was sent back to Valdosta, according to the funeral home owner. That left a void which the funeral home filled. The funeral home owner stated that it, had, it, it is standard practice to fill the void Fill avoid in this fashion that cotton or sawdust may also be employed for this purpose. Johnson's family filed a complaint with a regulatory body against the funeral home operator. A subsequent investigation by the Georgia State Secretary of State's office found that 
The funeral did not follow best practice and that other material was more acceptable than newspaper. Nonetheless, the investigation cleared the funeral home of any wrongdoing. A spokesperson for the Secretary of State said that the investigation found that the funeral home didn't violate any rules. The Johnson family subsequently filed a civil suit against the funeral home, seeking monetary damages. Johnson's family requested that his body be exhumed for a second time. It was granted permission by Valdosta City officials on June 20, 22nd, 2018. Kendrick Johnson's body was exhumed. Surveillance tape. In November 2013, 290 hours of surveillance tape from 35 cameras that covered the gym area was also released to CNN following a court request. A forensic analysis enlisted by CNN found that tapes from two cameras are missing an hour and five minutes of footage, while another set was missing two hours and ten minutes of footage. However, some apparent absence in coverage were found to result from camera systems that were not synchronized with one another. Time stats between some separate camera systems differed as by as much as 20 minutes for the same time period, giving the impression of a gap where no gap existed. Other missing footage was the result of inactivity within the camera's view. Camera systems were motion activated using a change in light pixels to record to turn recordings on and off. The area where Johnson's body was discovered, where the gym mask was stored, was outside the range of all of the surveillance cameras. A court, attorneys for the Johnson family expressed fears that the camera footage was edited as part of a cover-up. However, a detailed analysis of the camera systems by the Valdosta Daily Times explained the abnormalities that caused a significant doubt on the idea of a cover-up. Both the president of Valdez's Landis County chapter of the SCLC and the former lead investigator for that chapter have stated that they believe the attorneys for the Charlesons have not been entirely truthful in their statements and that there is no cover-up in this case. Legal Actions The family of Kendrick Johnson filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Landis County Board of Education, its superintendent, and the high school principal. The suit alleged that Johnson was violently assaulted, severely injured, and suffered great physical pain and mental anguish, and subjected to insult and loss of life on January 10, 2013. While the lawsuit did not name the person or person allegedly involved in the January 10th event, nor identified the race of alleged perpetrators, it implied a race-based dimension to the hypo- hypothetical loss Assault. The, law, the lawsuit alleged that the defendants were negligent and violated Johnson's constitutional right to equal protection based on race. It alleged that the defendants ignored reports that previously Johnson had been repeatedly attacked and harassed by a white student. It alleged that Johnson was attacked on a bus trip 14 months prior to his death. The lawsuit further alleged that another student had a history of provoking and attacking Johnson at school, stating that the provocations took place in the presence of the coaching staff and employees of the school after his mother complained about previous attacks. The suit also alleged that school officials failed to properly monitor the activities of students throughout all areas of the campus and to maintain a properly functioning video surveillance system. In August 2014, the parents of Brian and Brandon Bell filed a $5 million lawsuit against Ebony Magazine after the magazine published a series of articles naming two students as possible subjects in the death. The magazine used pseudonyms but was otherwise accurate in descriptions of the boys, including the fact that the father was an FBI agent. The article used as a source by as an anonymous email to the sheriff's office alleging that the younger of the two brothers killed Johnson after learning that Johnson had sex with his brother's with the brother's girlfriend, Rick and Karen Bell assert that the sons were not involved in the death and are not considered suspects and have been harassed as a result of the publication. In January 2015, Kendrick Johnson's family filed a $100 million civil lawsuit in the Superior Court of DeKalb County against 38 individuals 
Respondents include three of Johnson's classmates, two or three respondents are unnamed, and local, state, and federal officials, the school superintendent of Landis County, the Valdosta Landis Crime Lab, the police chief of Valdosta, many sheriff's deputies, the city of Valdosta, the state medical examiner, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation and its five agents, and an FBI agent. The lawsuit alleged that the FBI agent ordered his two sons and a classmate to attack Johnson. Kendrick Johnson's family alleged that his death was a murder and accused the respondents of a conspiracy to cover up the homicide. Jim Illy and the Landis County attorney stated that the allegations were unfounded and baseless and that any response would be made in court. All local security judges recused themselves from presiding over the case, preventing the lawsuit from being filed and heard in Landis County. The judge's reason was because of their close proximity to the accused. For that reason, Chief Judge Harry J. Altman stated that it was inappropriate for these judges to preside over the case. Shortly before the lawsuit was filed, the U.S. Attorney for the Middle District of Georgia, Michael J. Moore, said in a statement that a federal investigation was still open and that the investigation has proven more complicated and taken longer than originally anticipated. U.S. Attorney for the Middle District of Georgia, Michael J. Moore, has since resigned. After Michael Moore resigned, the case was transferred to the Northern District of Ohio under the leadership of Stephen Dettelbach. Shortly after receiving the Kendrick Johnson case, the U.S. Attorney Stephen Dettelbach resigned. Despite these resignations, the Department of Justice investigation continued according to Department of Justice spokesman. Michael Tobin. In November 2015, the DLG filed a motion in the civil case to intervene and stay the case. The U.S. Attorney said allowing evidence discovery in the lawsuit to continue would have a chilling effect on the federal investigation, which had expanded into the into investigating possible obstruction and grand jury witness tapping after the DLG's motion was denied. Jackie and Kenneth Johnson dismissed their own wrongful death lawsuit, saying that they hoped to refile it after the conclusion of the DLG's investigation. Jackie and Kenneth Johnson were subsequently sued for more than 850000 in attorney fees and $1 million in defamation damages. On June 20, 2016, U.S. DLG announced that they would not be filing any criminal Charges related to Johnson's death stating after extensive investigation to this tragic event, federal investigators determined that there is insufficient evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that someone or some group of people willfully violate Kendrick Johnson's civil rights or committed any other possible federal crime. On August 10, 2017, a judge ruled that Johnson's family and their attorney must pay more than $292,000 in legal fees to the dozens of people they accused of foul play in a lawsuit that they previously dropped. Thank you for listening to this horrific alleged crime, accident, whatever you think happened. Uh, have a good week. Thank you for listening. And stay safe.